0: welcome
1: to another episode of war stories i'm tom and i'm chuck and uh we're back for uh this week's episode it's been uh it's been a Hello, week for law enforcement. We'll get into that in our dedications uh, section, yeah. but uh, we've we've got a good guest for you this week. I think you'll enjoy. Uh, got some great. Uh, I, I think you shorter stories, but uh, instead of one long one, we're gonna we're gonna have a, a couple of things to talk about. So, Chuck, why don't you uh, tell us who is our guest this week?
2: Yeah, so we have a uh, Rick here. He uh, wrote in. He's a corrections officer. Has been one for eight years. Um. At a detention center, I'm going I'm, I'm, I'm going through a lot of it and bleeping it out. Uh, he started his career in a juvenile detention center, then quickly moved to the adult side. So he's got a wealth of knowledge, uh, experience in his eight years. And, um, and I wrote in,
1: and I, I believe he's, you're a lieutenant, sir.
3: Yes, that's oh, correct. Wow,
1: we won't hold that against you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, hey, I used, I used to work. <laughs> That's right. Uh,
1: yeah. Well, you, uh, if you've listened to this show long enough, for those of you who have listened long enough for, I don't know, Rick, if you have, but, uh, my sergeants hated me because I used to call them base coaches and it's, yep. and inevitably one wouldn't know what I was talking about. And they'd say, what is that? And I'd say, well, you're wearing the uniform and you're on the field,
3: but you're not actually playing. Yep. <laughs> so I try, I try, I try to every now and again.
1: <laughs> yeah. But there's a certain point where you reach that level of command staff. And you get you go out to play and um <laughs> they'd get mad, <laughs> yes mm-hmm. yes, they do so anyway uh so tell us kind of um how you got into corrections and and if you don't mind I, I don't know how much you want to give out about the kind of facility you work in or the part of the country you're
3: uh oh no, that's fun, yeah, uh, okay good, so I work in Northwest Mississippi. Uh, right outside of Memphis, we have a lot of, you know, crossing over the border to commit crimes. Uh, but I got, I got started. I, I had planned on being in law enforcement a long time ago and unfortunately got a late start at it and I started out in, in juvenile and it was, it was, it was, kind of, it was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, on my shift, they, they wouldn't act up on my shift. Uh they would they would wait till the next shift came in because we had um that's uh, the word I'm looking for. Um they knew what to expect when we came to work. You had a Unlike <laughs> Well <laughs> well, kind of. But uh more or less they, they knew they knew that when we came to work this was gonna happen. This was gonna, structure. We had structure mm-hmm. on our shift. And the other ships, the other ships didn't. And they, they acted good for us. They, you know, and then next shift come on then you know, we get our, go for our days off, come back and we'd have to like, all right, we're back now. You know,
1: it's like sending your kids to live with grandma for two or three days. And then they come back and they act a fool. Exactly. (laughs)
2: Like sending my kids to their, their mom's house and they come back. And I'm like, what happened? Why do I have a bunch of heathens?
1: I was going to say ex-wife, but I didn't want to poke it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's fine. It's legit. That's what happens. Yeah, it is know? what
3: happens.
1: Like, yeah. You know,
3: anyway. And, and it's, it's the same way on, on the adult side. I mean, they're just bigger kids. I mean, it doesn't matter how old they are. It's, it's, it's the same thing there. Right. Um, but I didn't plan on staying in corrections. Uh, I planned on starting in, starting in the jail going to the streets, and then work my way up from there. But unfortunately, every time trials would come around, something would happen, and I would either pull a muscle in my back. uh, I messed both my hands up. I had tendons repaired. Your body uh, was conspiring against you. It it really was. Uh And hopefully in a month, hopefully noth- nothing's going to act up in a month when trials come around again. <laughs> So wait a minute are is does your correctional
1: agency also have a patrol division Uh so you have to test for a different job classification or are you testing out of your agency entirely to test for a different agency
3: No same same agency Okay so <clears throat> so you have a diff, you have
1: classifications for correctional deputy or correctional officer and right. then you have classifications for uh patrol deputy or patrol officer and right. you just have to request or test to be to change classifications because it's an entirely different job right right it's not like certain some sheriff's departments where all the correctional deputies eventually go out to the street it's you have yeah. To, want to yeah
2: but even then those those deputies who you're talking about who like la county la county still has to put in their wish list and some of them never leave they've made it apparent a uh, point now in california that if you don't want to leave you can give up yeah. your your right to ever go to the street you never have to go to the street it used to be you need to go to the street and if you don't like it you can come back now it's you they just put it out there up front if you want to stay here you can stay here for your career be a deputy but work in the jail side and then if you want to go out you need to test out so now a lot of guys are like no i'm staying so now more guys are getting <laughs> you know pumped what? out in like a year honestly
1: like if you want to stay in the jail i'm all for it stay in the jail because. Mm -hmm. not everybody's fit for patrol and and i don't want that guy next to me well that's what i'm saying Like, you take a guy who's fit for corrections and he's good with corrections and he likes it in corrections and you tell him no you have to go to patrol and he he's he doesn't have that mindset you know that's that's no pinche bueno that's just right you know
2: now rick do you get to keep your um your lieutenant spot when you go out
3: uh I no. would ima- I was going to say <laughs> no. I would imagine no, no. I, I will yeah. I will start back over
1: That's And awesome. yeah but will you keep um will you keep your like do you come in as more of a lateral and where you come up at an increased step or do you have to take a severe pay cut
3: Actually the the pay the pay from the patrol versus uh jail lieutenant is I will actually once I get out of the FTO process, I'll actually be increasing.
1: Oh, okay. Oh. So that cl- that job classification just inherently makes more money then.
3: Yeah.
1: Ah. Okay. That makes sense. So yeah, they, you got into corrections as a doorway into being a street cop. And then unfortunately right. for the last eight years,
3: Something's your body has conspired <laughs> against you. But
1: yep. you're, part, you're part coming up old. on a month?
3: Yeah. And... Uh the middle of July we're having tryouts again.
1: Okay. And uh what Hot. what are your is it uh b- dummy drag?
3: No. Run, oh, no. Half, what it's, what do you, what's your tryouts? Uh push-ups, mile and a half, and agility run. That's it. Okay. Uh and me being my age, uh, I only have to do thirty-two push-ups mile and a half and sixteen and a half minutes, and twenty 20.8 or something like that for the agility run
1: they actually like nerf the
3: the qualifications based on age yes and may, or wow. and male or female oh like hey, a, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm glad a,
1: it's working out in your favor but i'm not a fan
3: yeah I, i'm i'm not either uh especially yeah. on the i mean i don't want to sound bad but especially on the female side you know if if she only has to if she only has to be this strong Can I, can I really depend on her to, you know, uh, depend on her to back me up?
1: Well, it's the same thing with Bubba cops. You know, you got a big fat Bubba cop who lets himself go to shit and, you know, he can't chase down a bad guy. He can't fight for more than 15 seconds without passing out. You know, I'm sorry. If if you can't do the job, you can't do the job. And and the, the standards shouldn't be changed.
2: Yeah, but if they're going to like lower standards, there needs to be a fucking minimum of both men and women have to complete. And it needs to be like, say, if men top scores like 100 pushups, right? Mm -hmm. Women should have to be able to do at least 50 because that's going to be the bottom of the score for the man to pass. Right. Right. So they need to at least complete 50. And I I think that's not unreasonable because if you need to have that upper body strength to be able to control a suspect, that's what you kind of need. It's a, it's a lower right. standard, but at least we know it's comparable to the lower standard on the man side. But that's yeah, just be the top, and I don't know if that's going to be popular opinion. But as being in fights with with suspects and knowing how back and wild it can get, and how strong other people can be, right? You need to be able to com- uh, count on your partner.
1: Well, here's the thing: when they decided to let women into ranger school, I don't have a problem with that. I've never had a problem mm. with letting women into ranger school. What I would have a problem with is if they changed the ranger school qualifications and criteria so that women could pass it. And that's wrong. A ranger is not a gender. A ranger (laughs) is a job classification. And if you can't do the job, I don't care what gender you are.
3: Right. Like a a female, a female in my age group only has to do 18 pushups.
0: Jesus. (laughs) That's weak.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Damn. So you're testing in a month and you're, right. you're hopefully going to go out to patrol and I hope so. are you uh, like, do you have friends on patrol? Do you know guys out there? Are they rooting for you? Are they helping you out? How, do you feel like, or is it like, oh, screw yes. that guy
3: <laughs> now? Uh, fortunately, we're, we're, I wouldn't say we're a huge, a huge sheriff's department, but we are for Mississippi. We are a pretty good size. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am, I am, fr- I'm friends with a lot of the, uh, command staff up there, uh, which, which helps, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, Let's face and it. Mo- most of the deputies, I I know most of the deputies from being there so long. Um, so as long as I can, as long as I can make it through and, and I've taken the, I've taken the test before, uh, I tried out years ago for, a uh, a city agency. Mm-hmm. And but the the two guys they picked were the two that showed up late didn't finish any of their um, pushups or runs or anything. What? They picked those guys. Yeah, oh, weird. They, they apparently had tried out like they they maxed out their number of tryouts, I guess, and just got picked. <laughs>
1: it, it sounds like they're politically connected, and more like.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, most 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 of them up here are. I mean, yeah. it's it's good old if boy network. Yeah, if they if there's somebody they want and they only have one spot open, it doesn't matter who tries out or yeah. what that person does, they're they're gonna get the spots. Yeah, that's where they put
1: a uh the what is it, the chief's interview, right? The chief can right. interview people and just I like this guy better. Yep. Sorry. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That's that <clears throat> anyway. So uh we've we've been Chuck and I have been talking about and we've had people uh a little bit Um, but not a lot of people from corrections. Right. And so um, we're very curious after eight years and now (laughs) being a Lieutenant, I'm sure you've got, you know, lots to tell. So uh, the floor is yours, man. What are your stories?
3: All right. Uh, I just wanted, I wanted to go through a lot of the the funny ones. Like if I had a nickel for every time I heard, uh, I'm not supposed to be here or uh, (laughs) y'all, y'all are holding me here illegally. Well, yeah. Uh, Oh my God. That's, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be worrying about patrol right now. I'd, <laughs> I would have retired a long time ago. I if if I were sent to a year
1: in prison for every time somebody said I viol- I was violating their rights. Yep. I would be spending two hundred years in prison.
3: Oh yeah, at, at least admit minimum. minimum. Yeah. Um, Just you because
1: know. people don't know their rights and they think they, I mean, uh, yeah,
3: yeah. T- a TV mm-hmm. is not a right tv is a privilege uh yeah they don't they don't they seem to think that it's we have to let them watch tv um <laughs> what that we, what's that police academy and he's like you have the right
1: to sing the blues you have the right to paint yeah. the tv you have, the paint to, <laughs> you have the right to paint the walls no loud colors that's what i mean people kind of believe that shit
3: yeah speak, speaking of painting the walls um our walls have been painted brown a lot oh uh, yeah. i'll bet yeah uh Walls being painted doesn't bother me as much as having to fight the person that covered their entire body. Oh yeah. in their own feces.
1: What do you guys think is the compulsion for incarcerated people to lose their fucking minds ah. and rub dookie all over them? I, I mean, like seriously, what is it? I I can't I've never like been they able to on come the 13th up the thirteenth
3: floor. I'm just wondering if they do the same thing at home. <laughs> I mean, I know, I can't imagine
1: they do. It. It is it the monkeys at the zoo? Like, like if the monkeys weren't in the zoo and they didn't have people staring at them through the glass, maybe they wouldn't throw poo at the people staring at them. So I'm guessing, like, maybe is is it if you put primates under glass, they just instinctively throw poo at the people watching them? I,
3: I yeah, I
1: don't
2: know. I would uh, I would surmise to say that. <clears throat> They know if they get to the padded cells and they get to the um, the psych facility or the psych uh, level, it's going to be a lot easier. So maybe they're trying to become off, come off as a psych case and need to be segregated or whatnot, because we've had a lot of those in our jails that mm-hmm. have, you know, in um, detention facilities that have been like uh, claim a certain something. And they're like, okay, well, now I need to be a seg and go to a seg cell or a you know a segregated facility or my own room with my own floor type of thing because mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to get hurt and they're just afraid of being in one jail or prison. And two, maybe they want the cushier atmosphere. Who knows? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well we we had, the burritos
2: we had, are better up there.
3: <laughs> we had one guy that he was in for it it was a sex crime. Um he was in a and Nobody ever saw him, but he would collect his. He would collect all of his shit and Ooh, put it in milk containers. Yeah, where was he getting the milk containers? Um, uh, just from from Chow.
1: But just a the little, they, little, they, little, yeah. little like lunch milk yeah. cartons. Yeah,
3: <laughs> saving yeah. it
2: for a
1: snack or what?
3: Uh, that's what he was. Make, that's what he was claiming. Making,
1: sorry, making his peanut butter. Uh,
3: that, that that's what they were. That's what he was claiming was. You know, he was eating. Oh, oh. so, f- so after, <laughs> after several years, while we're, while he was waiting on a bed at the state hospital, yeah, he, he, well, he finally went and then he came back, didn't even recognize him normal person. But when he went to the state hospital, all the charges got, they got dropped. They got dismissed. What? So, so he, 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 play, he played, played the, the game, system right?
1: and went to the state hospital as a 50, as a freaking 51, 49 and a half. And then they dropped the charges and he stayed there long enough to DTFO. And then when they
3: released him, he was fine. Yep. 100%. Wow. Went to a regular pod and what did were his, his little was his sex crimes. Uh-huh. Yep. Man. Okay. Well we had we had another gonna, one the same oh, go ahead. the same same we had another one the same way. Uh this one, this guy though, he he would sit there and like when he came out for wreck, he'd get on the phone, not calling anybody, but just punching in numbers. Like he had lists of numbers, just random numbers. And he claimed he worked for the CIA. You know, he did this, he did that, he invented this, all this stuff. Same thing. Went to the state hospital, came back normal no no charges unfortunately though he had he had charges in texas so he uh he had, <laughs> he a had a to shit. go to texas yes yeah, yeah. there'd be well, like so right. our
1: state they hospital don't... was actually in my city mm-hmm. the, the the it was the state hospital for the criminally insane it was like i used to tell people if you know because we had a prison uh about 20 miles away and then we had the state hospital in my city and um People were always, you know, publicly talking about, you know, in the press or in the papers or at parties about, you know, having the prison there. And it was the California men's colony, which is like the most minimum, almost security facility you could possibly get. You know, it's like fences and houses, you know, fences and bungalows. You know, it's like almost like club fed. Right. Mm -hmm. So very low security kind of a facility, but, you know, still a prison. Um in fact, one of Charles Manson's like lead followers, Tex Watson, was there for a long time. And you know, they had some decent people housed there. Um, but they were all, you know, older. But everybody was worried about somebody escaping from the prison. And right. I used to tell them, no, you have to worry about somebody escaping from the state hospital. Yeah. Because number one, if they escape from the state hospital, it's not a crime. Mm-hmm. Because the state hospital is a civil commitment. And number two, if somebody escapes from the prison, they're going to steal your car and get the hell out of Dodge as far away as they right. can. If somebody escapes from the state hospital, they're going to skin you and wear your, you know, make a jacket <laughs> out of you. Right. But these guys, you know, the guy, poor guys that worked at the state hospital, guys would get transferred from prison, like you're saying, real bad guys. Uh-huh. They'd get there to, you know, four guards, shotgun, stab vests, shackles, you know, waist chain, all that stuff. And then they'd get him through the sally port and the guys with the guns would wait in the sally port and the state hospital guards would come out and they'd take the shackles off and walk him into the hospital. And then this guy would be free to roam about the grounds as he's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. These guys were going to lock you down and shackle you. Uh, but, you know, now that you're on the hospital grounds, you're, you're just, you're free to go
3: yep. crazy. Literally but, crazy, but like when when we have to transport these people to court and stuff like that, we don't have we don't have firearms, we really? don't have stab we don't have mm-hmm. stab vests.
1: Really? So yeah, wait a all- minute, you're working in a correctional facility, huh? And you have to transport to court right. ostensibly, mm-hmm. and when you're going from point A to point B in a transport van, they don't give you firearms.
3: Niggas. We have a taser.
1: <laughs> okay. Oh, a fun. Even our jail where they had the same deal right. as you, they had correctional deputies and uh-huh. patrol deputies. And it was different classification, different job, but they had guys that had to do the transport and all right. the transport guys. When they were in the jail, they were not armed. As soon as they left the jail, they would go to the locker, pull out their weapons, right. put their gun belts on, mm-hmm. and they would be armed and drive you to County armed. And they right. were armed the entire time they were out of the facility. That is bananas to me.
3: I have I have argued this point for years now.
2: Is, and, is it because you guys gotten, aren't trained in firearms, or well, how um, hard is
3: that to fix? Yeah, I, you heard. I mean, like I said, I'm a little I'm, in I'm,
1: service. You <laughs> have people that are blessed to be the transport guys, and you right. send them to firearms qualification. You get whatever the state certification is to carry a gun. And you let them carry when they're doing transports. I mean, that it's it's a no brainer to me. All right. Listen, totally sheriff, 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 <laughs> sheriff, you probably don't listen to this show, but sheriff, come on, let's use our heads.
3: You know, I, I go, I go, I don't, I don't go shooting a lot with the, with the guys on patrol, but I can go, we I can go to, uh, our, our shooting facility. And, uh, The last time I went with one of the SWAT guys, he was a lieutenant on patrol. I outshot him like, like incredibly. Well, you just said he was a lieutenant on patrol. So that doesn't surprise me, but he, but he, (laughs) but he was, but he was also on the SWAT team. He was a lieutenant, lieutenant, like (laughs) not, not, not on SWAT, not on SWAT, on SWAT. He was just a SWAT member. Really?
1: Yeah. So he's not a SWAT lieutenant. He's a team member yeah, who right. just happens to hold the rank of lieutenant. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe he was having a bad day. I don't know. That's insane. So what's what are some I, of the most know. violent it people? Wasn't you a get? bad day.
3: <laughs> um, most violent. Right. I mean, like, we, I mean, we. I mean, we got two murderers in the other day. We got. Um, we get aggravated assaults. But see, we don't. We don't have attempted murder in Mississippi. We have aggravated assault with means to produce death. Why? <laughs> right. uh, but we we get those all the time. Um, but, but
1: as far as like not not just what they did on the outside, I'm talking right. about on the inside. Like when they get to you, because sometimes we, the attempt, the attempt murderers, the murderers, you know, those guys get in the joint and they know the game and they 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 play the game. Oh, those, sometimes those are our you best get guys. This, yeah, right. <laughs> they know the system, but you get these right. like dudes that you know it's their first time or they're it's gang a gangbanger it's a minor offense they got something to prove you know they get in there they're losing their fucking minds and they get violent what like what kinds of like violence do you guys see typically i mean it's a jail i know you're gonna have people that go sideways and you're gonna have to bring the brute squad
3: right right um fortunately we don't have that many assaults on officers it's mostly inmate on inmate Um. But it's just your typical, you know, throat or attempt to fight. I don't even, I don't, I don't know where they learn to fight at, but they definitely don't know how. Um, we like, we, we find shanks all the time. Do people actually get shanked? No.
1: I, so they make I, them I think, and they
3: carry them, but they don't actually use them, at least yes, in your facility. I, I, I yeah. I, hmm. the thing, they don't even carry them. They they leave them they leave them on their racks and and in their cells if they're in AdSense they don't even carry them it's just, just a like baby hey, yeah it's all like hey I got a sink
1: <laughs> see contrast that with like the prison guards and they watch oh, out yeah. for guys that are taking newspaper and making paper mache right. arrow tips that they're you know using rubber tubing and they're firing these like they're making ballistas and firing mm-hmm. these paper mache arrows at guards and like. Killing them, or at least right. causing serious bodily injury. So you guys don't have I, a
3: lot of that, then. <laughs> no, no. Fortunately, we uh, we 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 keep we keep it pretty clean. I mean, they don't have they don't have a lot of stuff. They just they just break stuff that they they know that's not going to be noticed very much and make a shank out of it. Um, I don't know where one got it from, but we found a uh, mm-hmm. it was a one of the long plastic tent stakes that he had Where sharpened he had down. I I would only assume maybe from one of our road crews that goes out and picks up trash.
2: <laughs> maybe they keistered it and he was like, here you go. Here's my shit's dip stain uh, well, Fucking.
3: It, it was clean. It was clean. Cause he kept it in the shampoo bottle. So, <laughs> well, uh, you know, it was clean after he got it into the facility. Yeah. But he, but it, we had to cut the shampoo bottle open to get it out. Like it wouldn't even <laughs> fit through the, like He had to cram it in there. So I don't know what his plans were if you know if he did have to use it. I yeah. A lot of a lot of the stuff doesn't make any sense. Like why?
0: Have you guys had any like
2: riots?
3: Um attempted. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys just kick Uh, the
2: shit out of all these people? (laughs) They're just like, nah, now we're good. We're gonna stay in line.
3: Yeah. I have I my my rule (laughs) is yeah, ask, tell, make. That's, well, yeah. that's my rule. You get yes. you get you, you get me. two. You don't get three. You get two, and they know that on my on my shift. They know that. Now the other shifts, I you know I can't really speak for them, but a lot of a lot more stuff happens on those shifts. Okay. Um, the, that's where that's where most of the officers get assaulted, and even then, it's not it's nothing bad. It's you know they might get kicked in the leg or something like that. Um yeah
2: that's like the old mentality the as tell make that we used to be taught in right. police agencies, and you had a lot less um attacks on officers right. you know and things like that, and then as soon as they're like no no that's that's too mean you can't you, you can't you, you can't didn't say them, please them make them <laughs> you need to ask <laughs> yeah. ask 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 no ask, now think a supervisor ask some more, and mm-hmm. then ask a okay, plead now we're going to try to go hands on and then ooh, let's dance for a little bit, you know, and then officers are getting hurt and the tax right. officers are going up because there's no consequences for actions and it just snowballs. It's a broken window theory. And <clears throat> then you have a place that's like, nah, ask, tell, make, I'm going to ask mm-hmm. you and tell you. And then we're going to town that right there is officer safety 101 big time. And I think a lot of agencies need to revert back to going to that style. Um, as long as they're within their, policies and stuff and federal guidelines and things like that on use of force because that's going to reduce officer attacks and you know you're you're seeing it on on your on your shift and then you go to the Mm -hmm. other shifts and they're like they want to be that cool that cool parent or that cool guard where everything's cool like let's keep the right you know like the attacks and everything down let's just have an easy day yet they're like okay i'm gonna exploit your 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 weakness your kindness and it's going to be weakness because you're not going to do anything as we've seen in the past, so they get more rowdy on those. And then yours right. are like, daddy's back yep.
3: Well, so yep. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Oh, go ahead, Rick. So, so when, when we, like when we come on a ship, one of my officers will come up to me and they'll be like, Hey, so and so asked me, told me he wanted to speak to the lieutenant and asked me who was here. And I told him, and he was like, Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, see, they, they know what my answer is. They there. know you. My, my yeah. answer, my answer is no that's like that's it's, my answer it's
1: when when mom says go ask your dad and the kids don't bother because kids know right. what the answer is going to be you know yep. see for me like it's it's interesting you said that Chuck, because there's a certain level of like oh i'm i'm cool i'm i'm cool as a fucking cucumber like we can get along oh. we can joke we can smoke and jo- we can talk shit we can have good times it's like my kids I, i'm the best dad in the world i'm super fun dad but when they piss me off, there is a switch that flips, and I become yep. the biggest asshole right. they've ever met. And it's funny. I, I I I'm working at a job right now where I happen to be working around several felons, and they, you know, they've paid their debts. They're they're you know out. They're they just have convictions in their past, and they know what I do. And somebody asked me, they're like, "Is that?" Do, is that unsafe? Do you feel uncomfortable? And I'm like, well, I mean, like it is what it is, you know, And it's like, well, you're not worried about them, you know, doing anything. I'm like, they can talk all the shit they want. And yeah. I'm, I'm used to that. I said, it's not a big deal. The only big deal is if they try something and if they try something, I'll fucking murder them. And yep. <laughs> like I said, it so matter of factly, I'm like, like try something. You'll die. It's fine. Like, hey. <clears throat> the crazy it, thing that is mentality that mentality is it, right. missing
2: exactly you've got a lot they reverted away from the type a personality cops and reverted to more of like the the college atmosphere cop it's like right. okay the yeah cop. we can do this right the, 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 the dumb shit <clears throat> and my favorite thing was on patrol and things like that i would get a body and get him in, in custody. And before and I, I'm playing it cool, you know, the case like, here, how's it going? And then I stop him. I'm like, Hey, just to let you know, this is my vehicle. We're going inside of my vehicle. You try anything fucking stupid. We're going to have problems. And they get out I'm like, Hey, this is my jail facility. X, Y, and Z is going to happen in the inside. Mm-hmm. These are what my, my boss is going to ask mm-hmm. you. If you do something stupid, if you ball up on me, you buck on me, you do something dumb. You're going to be eating pavement very, very hard and very, very fast. And sometimes before cuffs were on, I would tell them, you have one or two ways to go. It's the easy way or the hard way. I'm fine with either. And you say it so yep. calmly. And right. you're just so like, hmm, it's cool. It's Nonchalant. whatever. Right. The guys like, that are in there are going,
1: listen, motherfucker. You fuck around exactly. My fucking Exactly. <clears throat>
2: <throat> <throat> that doesn't. Then, those now, guys, you're, now you're challenging them. Right. And the suspect knows, hey, yeah, this guy's a bitch or he's a boot or right. now nah, he's just trying to he's just trying to fucking assert his dominance. Right. And he's probably going to be a cupcake if I fight him. And I've seen a lot of that happen where the coppers are all like, right, right off the bat, like they elevate and escalate it oh, so yeah. fucking goddamn quick that the suspect mm-hmm. is like, okay, bitch, let's go. When you're like, hey, bro, calm down, and you you relax him, and you're like, hey, Z is going to happen. I'm do you fine with that either one.
1: Let me know in the jail. Rec, like, do, do you okay, get cool that kind of street like respect? Kind of a like, do you have to play that game with them or or oh, is yeah. it? Because I know I know in a, a, the way fucking dirtbags act inside is different than the way dirtbags act out on the street because they know what you guys can do versus what we can do on the street like there's a difference right I mean you can fuck it's like nurses nurses can fuck people in ways that no other cop correctional officer like be afraid of nurses if there's right. any fucking bad for guys sure. listening to this don't piss if I take you to, if I'm arresting you I take you to the hospital for medical don't piss off the nurse right to fuck you up legally and she has (laughs) fucking medical ways to do it right but the same thing applies like in the jail like you guys have ways and punishments and you know things that you can do to people Mm -hmm. that when they're inside they know oh you want to you want to fucking have no hot water you want to have shitty fucking commissary you want to have this you know those kinds of things aren't available street cops street cops is I can either walk away or I can
3: arrest you and beat your ass (laughs) right See, my, my thing is, I don't, I don't yell. I don't yell at inmates unless, unless I'm dealing with like a whole pod and I have to yell. I don't yell right. at them. If to they're, get their if attention. Standing, right. If they're standing there screaming at me in front of me, I will start talking to them as quietly as I possibly can. And nine times out of ten, they shut up because they don't know what I'm saying. And if you get in a shouting match, like if you lose your temper and
1: get in a shouting match with a suspect right. or with an inmate, you've lost.
3: Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. I tell, like I you, tell my you, people that you all just, the time. You've lost already. I tell my people all the time, take your emotions out of it. Right. Exactly. You know, let, let it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he called your mom a whore. It doesn't matter. What's the mm-hmm. what's that movie? He, he called, what if he calls your mom a whore? <laughs> Is she? else?: Yeah. yeah. I get the roadhouse speech all the time at work.
1: You uh, know, I, I'm going to be nice until it's time yeah. not to be nice and then I'm just going <laughs> to fucking beat your ass and I'm right. not going to I'm not going to feel bad about it.
2: Yeah. And, and a, a lot of those hit heads probably know. As soon as one of these dudes starts getting really quiet, that's probably when it's about to go sideways cuz my partner right. used to tell me. And <clears throat> I never really picked up on it until he told me. He was like, "Hey man, you know like every time we've gotten into a, a fight, he goes, all of a sudden you get real quiet. And he's yeah, like, the next thing sad. I know, homeboys on the ground, fucking face down, ass up, feet up in the air. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? And <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I'm done talking at that point. Like I've given right. all these opportunities and I've asked and that now it's time to make. It's time to get him to comply because we have a lawful arrest and we're not going to sit here and do dough all day. We're not going to sit here and dance around because I'm not getting hurt. You're not getting hurt. Only motherfuckers getting hurt is the one who's going to try to hurt us. Right. And he's gonna go down and we're gonna take him to cust- into custody and we're gonna take him to jail. So I think a lot of these dudes know uh oh. He's getting a lot calmer than he should. Right. Maybe I'm gonna shut the fuck up and just be like, okay. the day. And like
3: lo- you know, most of the agencies are good about calling us when they have a combative. Mm. But their their defin their definition of combative and our definition of a combative must be two totally different things. Because They'll call us, say, Hey, we're 10 minutes out. So I'll get, I'll get six or seven of my biggest guys come down there and sure. I'll, op- I'll open the door up. And I'll say, Hey, bud, you incorporate my officers? And they look back and they go, Yes, sir. Well, <laughs> see, like, here's the cool.
1: thing. I will speak from <laughs> patrol experience and you, if you, if you get out on the street, Rick, you'll experience this as well. There is a level of, um, I just need you to bring the brute squad out. That's it. Like right. I just and it's that come to Jesus moment, right? It's what was the Ron White and he says uh um I didn't know how many of them it was going to take to throw me out of the bar, but I knew how many they brought. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And it, you know, it, they're they're so to shout out to all the arrestees in my county that I took to jail um who got the brute squad. This is how I did it. I, I, if you needed the brute squad and you needed a tune up, I would make sure that the last thing I said to you before I pressed the intercom switch at the Sally port was something that clearly was going to fire you up because (laughs) you've been an asshole the entire time. And I pressed, I would say, you know, you could say something like, you know, of all the people I've arrested, you've probably, you are probably the biggest fucking pussy I've ever met. What, motherfucker? (laughs) Yeah, I have one male and he's combative. And all they hear in the background is this motherfucker, piece of shit. And then they would bring out the brute squad. And this was the the time where six fucking guys that were all corn-fed freaking football players would surround my car. And I'd get out and I'd smile and I'd look at the guy and go, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Have an attitude with them like you had with me, because they will pull you out of this car by the short and curlies. And that's you the know, way to do it. Yeah. That's, that's the, that's the attitude adjustment. That's you can mm-hmm. call it a tune up. You can call it an attitude adjustment. You can call it a come to Jesus moment. But, it's called setting the tone, right? Yeah. <laughs> Command presence.
2: Yeah. That's it. So <clears throat> if there is anybody who's listening to this, who works in a jail facility, who might be in charge of a jail facility, <clears throat> You need to listen on the way that Rick does things. Rick has it right. Be like Rick. (laughs) Do not be like a lot of the agencies that I've pulled into where you're like, hey, I've I've got an aggressive combative. We're going to need a chair. We're going to need to hook him up. And I'm going to need at least four guys to come out here and pull him from the back of my vehicle. He is not coming out. He is not complying. We're trying not to get into use of force. Because we're patrol and we've already got into one, so mm-hmm. we are trying to get him to go as peacefully as possible. Can you please right. bring out? And then they bring out like the short females and the short males, and you're like, uh, "Fuck me!" Yep. And then shit goes sideways. Don't be like that. Be like Rick. Be the one who brings out his biggest boys, and is like, okay, let's go. And well, they're going to be like, no, I, "No, no, I'm okay."
3: I do the same thing when they bring better females in, though. Yeah, yeah. I'll bring. I'll bring. I'll oh my bring- god. I'll bring two of my females out there, but I still bring my guys right. because my because my females no they're 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 not going to be able to handle no they're there person. for
1: talking and patting down
3: and strip searches that's, <laughs> that's it that's right exactly yeah they're they're, they're, they're like craziest, their
1: token
2: and yeah, yeah. some of the craziest uh, suspects and strongest
3: realistically I, have been females again I'd I'd, I'd I'd rather fight a guy.
1: <laughs> I I've said this on if you don't think that a l- little woman or a, an elderly person it can be violent and fuck you up, you have clearly never tried to hold a cat when it doesn't want to be held. Exactly. It's. Yep. I had a sergeant who he all he did was reach across the seatbelt this lady and And when he brought his hand back off of seat building her, she reached out and she bit the blade of his palm so hard. She would not let go. He thought he was going to lose a chunk of his hand. And again, there are guidelines, you know, Police work oh, mostly a is fist. like a pirate, oh, I mean, yeah, punch, punch is the pirate. Police work is mostly face. like the pirate's code, right? It's <laughs> right. not so much of a rule book. It's more of, you know, like <laughs> guidelines, you know? And a lot of great you know, areas. Yeah, <laughs> you don't hit, you, you typically don't punch women in the face. You typically don't hit people when they're handcuffed and seat belted in the back seat of the car. But when they're biting a chunk out of your flesh, all right. bets are off. And he just hammer fisted her nose. And, oh, yeah. you know, how it, it, anybody who's oh, been yeah. punched in the nose knows, like, the blood gushes and your eyes swell up and you tear and Mm. everything like stars. And she let go. Yeah. Cause that could have been mayhem. That's a serious felony. Yeah. yeah. So you don't know what she's
3: got. You don't know. She could have, she could have anything. She, she, yeah, exactly. And
1: so it it kind of is one of those things where you can't underestimate anybody.
3: Right.
2: No, no. And I wish they would uh, still teach that in, in like, law enforcement and the academies and things like that right they always asked are you gonna get new used to force when i was in the academy you're gonna get new used to force with someone in a wheelchair i was like no they're gonna fucking oh, yeah. just kick it over <laughs> and, <they're, laughs> and they, they they laugh and they're like well, that's the wrong answer but you're gonna have to get into use of force with someone in a wheelchair eventually like it's just kick
1: gonna happen the just because- wheelchair over or yeah. step away.
2: <laughs> so many times I've seen people underestimate people with, with uh your either baton in between the spokes like and <laughs> flip them. <laughs> but like like, Indiana it's, Jones. It's crazy. Shit.
1: But that's the yeah, thing. I wish like that. there's so many things and, and it sounds like it, uh Rick, does your agency I mean, what is your policy on documenting use of force? how how you can use it like are, do they sweat you pretty hard or is it pretty much as long as you're within the rule book and then you're not coloring outside the lines will back your play
3: yeah they, they they pretty much back they pretty much back us up on them um oh, that's good now if it's if it's just you know you walked up to the guy and punched him in the face they're gonna be like um i think we need some more training <laughs> I mean, uh, but there's some times where
1: that's the use of force and that's acceptable, but if that's your MO and you just walk up and punch people in the face, right. yeah, we probably need some new training. Yes. Yeah, Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, but we, we have typical, you know, anybody there, you know, they have to write a they have to write a report, even if they didn't do anything, if they saw it, you know, they have to write a report. Uh, the, yeah. And then the person that actually used the force or people, uh, we have a use of force form that we fill out. The documents, the use used, the the longevity, uh who all was there, who was notified, uh where where the use was used at on the body. I mean just this uh lot of like a lot checklist. of information. Yeah, pretty much.
2: That's pretty simple. Like that's yeah. pretty
3: and I pretty I, like filled out, I filled out a bunch of them mind. So it's a form. <laughs> right. I wish we had a form. Type of
1: force, location. And, and I get it. I understand why people have to document it. And, and literally for liability reasons. Right. It's, it's smart. I actually went to and then brought the course to my agency and was the instructor for our department. But I went to a use of force documentation course. And it was taught by one of the most brutal agencies in California. <laughs> and is I, I only. There? Yeah, it was. <laughs> It was taught by the sheriff's department and I won't say which one. And, <laughs> you know, like I'll tell you this, they had a policy where it was, they had an entire division dedicated to writing checks. And that sounds weird. But what happened is they, they'd like a deputy would drive through somebody's fence on a pursuit right. and destroy somebody's fence and chasing a suspect and then run over their prize petunias that grandma planted. And that was it. Right, but they'd get the guy in custody, and right. then they'd they'd make notification. The fucking check squad would come out. They'd look at you know Grandma Moses who <laughs> lost her fence and petunias, and they'd say, "Ma'am, how much do you think it's going to take to replace your fence?" Well, I don't know, like three or four thousand dollars. Okay, if we paid you the four thousand dollars plus four thousand dollars for your troubles, um, and and to to replace Grandma's prized petunias. Would you consider that fair compensation? Oh yes, of course. Okay. Here, Oops. just sign this waiver of liability. You're accepting this money and that's it. That's your claim. Da, 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 da. And right. boom, write her a check there on the spot. This is the same unit that would say, when you get into a use of force, you need to just document it like it is like you've got to prevent people from pissing backwards later and right. trying to claim you know, this lady saying, oh, they destroyed the wall of my house and my whole foundation is broken because as soon as a lawyer gets a hold of this old lady and she finds out there's deep pockets involved, the story is going to change. Well, same thing mm-hmm. with your suspect. As right. soon as your suspect thinks that his little black eye is going to get him into the county's deep pockets, all of a sudden you guys are going to be the most brutal, freaking heavy handed title 18 you, you know right violating motherfuckers ever yep
2: <clears throat> now let me let me ask this we've had um we actually have had um uh, someone who did a good amount of time in prison on the show mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that was pretty interesting and eye-opening mm-hmm. and we've asked the whole like question you know you always hear you know, in movies and things like that, where you know you go to prison, uh, prison, you're gonna be, you're gonna find Bubba, and Bubba's gonna make you his bitch. Does that happen? Like dropping the soap type of stuff? Does that happen? In no, it,
3: it, it's all voluntary. Okay. <laughs> right. and that's say. exactly <laughs> what I said. So We've I heard curious. that, which yeah. is
1: it, it's not. They don't. For, if they do it, it's a punishment because there's so many right. people
3: that are just willing to do it anyway. Well, the you know the thing is they. It's it's not against the law. Willingly do it, right? Is as, as long as they're not doing it for uh, protection, commissary, or anything like that. It's it's not it's not Prius. If they're right. just oh, we love each other. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you have a you lot know, of that that goes on? Uh, we we had a we had a couple, a uh, few of them but not, it's more in the females. Um, a lot of, a lot of that, uh, but males, we Uh-oh. jail family or prison family found out they I mean, were, you they were, up because you froze <laughs> up a little bit. What were you saying? Uh, when on the male side, when they're either prison family or jail family found out, um, they were very concerned about their safety at that point because you know, in their bylaws and stuff, you know, homosexuality is, um, you know, no, we don't do that. No, no. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There's no pride parade in jail really No, (laughs) No. I mean, you have the guys Um, that you, you have guys that are open about it that go to prison and go to jail. Oh yeah. um, And you know, it is what it is, but, most of the guys in jail don't don't truck with that and no like i mean they might you know on the down low.
3: <laughs> yeah but for the for the most part it's mainly it's mainly females and it's you know i mean we don't we don't have that many females we've only got two pods that are for females but we at the most i think we can house somewhere around 80 females and Do you just not get with- that many uh, they, or do they get you fill up? Pretty, they, they get out pretty quick. Mm. Um, Southern hospitality, they don't hang women. <laughs> yeah. Um, and mo- most of, most of them are either drug-related or few aggravated domestics. Um, yeah,
1: women don't commit... Crimes the same way men do, just like women don't commit suicide the same way men do. They don't commit homicide right. the same way men do. It's a different mentality, and anybody that tells you differently is selling something.
3: Right. Um But yeah, we are. grosser though. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. They they smell awful when they come to jail. I don't know if they <laughs> plan it. I don't know if they're like, all right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. So when I get there, they're not gonna wanna strip search me um i
1: think it might yeah. be the kind of women that go to jail don't really have too many concerns about their hygiene that's that's what i'm gonna go out on a limb and say like men can go to jail because they did something stupid and they're right. still like guys that'll shower and shave and do all that stuff oh yeah but I, I would go out on a limb and say that a lot of the women that go to jail are the kind of women that aren't very concerned about their hi- personal hygiene
3: yeah but it's really bad though when they come in when they're with their boyfriend or husband. Ugh. And you're like, "Oh.
1: That's a that, that's <laughs> so rare in California where I was a cop. You don't you rarely. Unless like she's going for drunk in public and he's going for DUI. Like right. Most of the time if it's a domestic or something, you ain't taking them both.
3: Yeah, and most I've done most it, mo- most of but, ours are just one or the other. Um right. Basically, whoever calls the the other one's going to jail. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't matter who's got the marks on them. Oh well, she really? called. Oh yeah, it doesn't matter. That's crazy. Like we had this one guy come in. He the first was, one to
1: cry, uncle wins.
3: Pretty much. He uh, uh he came in. He was he was cut. He was scratched. He was bruised. The officer showed me a picture of her. There were no marks on her whatsoever. He was like, and, and this guy's over here like, dude, I never touched her. Yeah. That's a failure to the system right and, there. And they're like, well, she, she said you did. So <laughs> yeah, oh, damn. I, tu- I, I touched her fist with my face. <laughs>
1: I'll tell you, um, I know somebody who, and this was in a different era. So for those of you that are like, how dare those cops, yeah. this was a different era. This was pre OJ. Um, So domestic violence laws were different But mm-hmm. uh, He was involved in a Domestic altercation with his Soon to be ex-wife In which uh, She kicked him in the balls Just Kicked him in the balls yep. And he did nothing but call the Sheriff's department because he was a cop And he was like Bitch fucking kicked me in the balls Before this goes sideways I'm getting the deputies Out here to right. handle it and when they got there, they separated them and they interviewed him. Right. The deputies knew that this guy was a cop and uh, they pulled him aside and said, hey, listen, uh, we could tell, like, based on your story and her story, they're not adding up and we, we tend to believe what you're saying. Uh, do you, you know, if you don't want to go to jail, we're not going to take her. He goes, no, no, no. I don't want to go to jail. It's fine. Whatever. I just, I just don't want this to continue. And they're like, okay, cool. We're not going to take her to jail. However, we should tell you that her story was that you threw her down the hallway. <laughs> and he was like, what? And he's Yeah. She, she said, you threw her down the hallway. We don't see a single mark on her. And based on the size difference between the two of you, had you thrown her down a hallway, we would tend to see something. And her story just doesn't add up. So we're going to let it go. But we're also giving you fair warning that this is the woman you're married to. Right. And this guy was like, you know, all she really has to do is call one time and mm-hmm. I get the wrong cops. Or she didn't even have to do that. She just has to call my captain. Yep. and. You know, anyway. So, I, your state may be doing the use of force thing right, but they're certainly doing the domestic thing wrong,
3: <laughs> right? Uh, or at least your county. You, I don't know. You know, a few. You know, a few states. If the officer shows up, they they take both of them because they they didn't witness. You know, the domestic. They didn't witness who's. You know, who did this or who did that, because at that you know at that point it's just. You know, like I said, whoever calls first here. I
1: mean, it's not great, but it's better than just taking the one who calls first. Right. in in, yeah. in, in California, there is the, the law changed to where the officers are. It's incumbent upon the officers to determine who the dominant aggressor was. Right and who who was causing the most damage, the most problem? Who is who is the aggressive party? In you know, right. she can be smacking the guy on the arms and beating him on the chest, trying to get him to back up. But if he's got her backed into a corner and he's threatening her, and right. he pushes her one time, and he's six five and she's five two. Well, we know who the dominant aggressor is there, and it doesn't matter if he calls the cops; she's not going to jail. Right. So, I don't know. that's the one part about the officer discretion that I think they get right. So, well, Rick, I appreciate you coming on, as you know, um, we like to give our guests a chance to dedicate their episode to whomever they would like. And Chuck, I know we are going to tag team on this because again, it's been a tough week for law enforcement, especially in our old neck of the woods, but uh, Rick, why don't you go ahead and tell us who you want to dedicate your episode to?
3: Uh, I wanted to dedicate it to all of our fallen officers that passed away the past year from COVID. You've uh, had that many, huh? We've, we've had more than a handful. Wow. And like I said, we're, we're not a huge department. So, you know, we're, most of us are pretty close.
1: Is it correctional guys or, or patrol guys too?
3: Uh, Both. Wow. So it's um, not from being in confined in the jail or anything like that. No. Um matter of fact, nobody on my nobody on my shift has even tested positive. Mm. <laughs> wow. Well, um really. the other shifts are like, oh, I got I got seven out from COVID. But it's not happening anymore, right? You guys are you uh, guys have stabilized. No. It's kicking back up again. Wow. We, crazy. <clears throat> we had a we had a pot. Oh, now Lock- you got down. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, apparently I got it now. Uh, We had a pod on lockdown for, they just came off lockdown. uh, The whole, we just locked down the whole pod down, uh, females for COVID. Wow. And we probably got, we probably got seven officers out right now with COVID. Hmm.
1: But they're, they're, uh, they're not, they're just symptomatic. They're not like in the hospital.
3: No, no, they're, they're perfectly fine.
1: Oh, good. Okay.
3: That's what I'm saying. You're not, they're not, you don't have people yeah. still
1: dropping from it. You, you have people still mm. popping hot for it, but they're not dying.
3: Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're like, I'm, I don't eat, I don't, I don't feel sick. I just, but they told That's me good. I was bothered. We're so. back
1: to normal yeah. where you just get it and it feels like you have a cold. Right. Well, Chuck, I know we have a yeah. dedication. So why don't you go ahead and uh, hit on ours? All right. So <clears throat> this week in, uh, in
2: Southern California, it's been it's been pretty a pretty rough week. At First, we had the CHP officer who was attacked; uh, suspect is now in custody, and I believe he's still in critical condition. So we're praying for him. And then yesterday, El Monte Police Department in California, uh, Corporal Michael Paradis, and I'm sorry if I destroyed that name, and Police Officer Joseph Santana were shot and killed while responding to a domestic violence call at one zero three two seven. Garvey Avenue at 4 45 PM. Corporal Paradis and officer Santana responded to a report of a possible stabbing between a boyfriend and girlfriend. When they arrived at the hotel room, they were met with gunfire. The suspect fled into the parking lot and responding officers exchanged gunfire with the suspect. Both officers were taken to the Los Angeles County USC medical center where they succumbed to their wounds. The subject was shot and killed <clears throat> And uh, Corporal Progress served with the El Monte Police Department for 22 years. He is survived by his wife, son,
1: and daughter. And um, police officer Joseph Santana was with the, the agency for four years. Um,
0: he served with the police department for uh, one year previously and served at the
2: San Bernardino County Sheriff's Office. He is survived by his wife, daughter, and twin sons. Ugh.
1: Mm, terrible. Rough. Now we'll get into this uh, on another episode because there's some things to debrief and discuss that you know I think are important. But as of right now, um, our 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 just hearts go out to the families of these officers and the partners of these officers. And um, at this point, the only positive takeaway is that um, our court systems will be spared the necessity of having a trial for this piece of shit.
3: Yeah, we there was a there was an officer in Meridian, Mississippi, uh, believe it was Wednesday or Thursday, uh, went to a domestic violence call, pulls up in the driveway, got walks out of his house, who got fired from a police department the week before. So he was an ex cop, walks out of the door, shoots the guy in the head, uses his car to push the officer's car out of his driveway and takes off and they, Uh, they caught him and he just, he just gave up no fight, no, nothing.
1: I'm glad I'm retired and I, I wouldn't have to deal with those kinds of things because it, it, for those of you that have never seen the movie, the new centurions or read the book, um, I will say this sometimes that no matter how fast somebody puts up their hands, that wasn't fast enough. Right, And, you know, so anyway, well, uh, uh, we appreciate you coming on, Rick. And uh, to the uh, brothers and sisters from your department, but especially the two uh, El-, El Monte officers that were killed feloniously in the line of duty, rest easy, brothers. We've got it from here. Um, yeah. It's it sucks and uh, it, it doesn't get easier. And uh, I'll say this, uh check. I was, I was at work the other day and, they they were listening to the radio. I, I, I don't care. The guys want to listen to the radio. I just let them listen to it, whatever. But they were listening to a rock station and Sound of Silence, the the cover, right, by Disturbed came on. And I realized that because that song has now become so closely associated with law enforcement memorials, that I can't listen to it the same way anymore. Uh, it actually, like I hear that song and now I, I, I just, it just brought up. All those feelings of the Almonte guys, friends I've lost, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um we we dedicate our episodes to those that have fallen because uh we want to honor them, but also it's a reminder to those of you that are out there crushing crime and suppressing evil every day to stay safe.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
1: <clears throat> and
2: uh, I want to thank you all for listening today. If you guys like today's podcast, please go follow us on our Instagram at war underscore stories underscore official and our Facebook page at war stories podcast. If you already follow us and share our posts and our info, you can also go to the link in our bio on Instagram and Facebook to reach all of our socials, our media, and our website. Our podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well as on our YouTube. If you want to support us, please go to our website at www.warstoriesofficial.com and grab some gear. Uh, we still have some wooby hoodies, shirts, patches, and stickers left. We'll be doing uh, some summer gear. So um, you guys are going to be getting your votes in. Um, and if you guys like the votes, that's what we're going to be doing. We're going to be doing a tank top and a hat. So um, check it that out. should be good. Yeah. If you want to be featured on our show and think you have a story or want to share your story, please <laughs> go to booking.warstories at gmail.com and send me your story. I can get you booked. We are looking for law enforcement, corrections, dispatchers, fire medics, and veterans. Also, if you're an RN, we haven't had an RN on for a while, mm-hmm. uh, registered nurses and people who work in the medical uh, facilities, we would greatly appreciate it if you would uh, come on the show.
1: Um, yeah, I'm going to reach out to one I know who's who's been, yeah. maybe uh, we we'll get Aaron back on and, and Aaron, can talk. he's not, he's not in the ER anymore. So it'd be interesting to talk to him about what he's doing now, but, you know, right. especially follow up with everything he's been doing. Right. <clears throat> That'd be great. And if you have a friend who you think would be a great fit, let them know
2: about us. Give them our booking email. Again, thank you for the support and stay safe. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, I think that about covers it. Rick, once again, thank you very much. And uh, you right, know, you, you got to follow up with us and let us know how you do on the test. I will really. yes. Yeah, for sure. And yes then when you when when you get into the academy, you know, knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, you got to let us know and then we'll have you back on once you get out to patrol and uh you finish FTO and we'll find out how uh, how bad it's been for you to transition <laughs> from a lieutenant in the jail to a boot on the street. So, right. All right, man.
3: We'll all talk right. to y'all you y'all soon, and
1: until our next episode. Come home with your shield or on it.